Welcome to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. And it all starts with our thinking. I'm your host, Lockie Nicholson, and I'm joined by Tim Evans. G'day, Tim. How's it going, Lockie? Okay, today we're talking about habits and how we can create good habits that put more money back in our pocket. Sounds good? Stick around. Give me the, the thumbs up. It's <laughs> great for a podcast. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you had to make some big or drastic change in your life? A complete 180. Maybe it was around your health or your career or your relationships or your finances. The small and daily decisions that we make have a compounding effect, whether we realize it or not. The question is, are those decisions positive or negative? So today we're talking about the power of habits and habits are the small decisions that you and I make and the actions that we take every day, sometimes without even noticing it. Steve Jobs on his 30th birthday sent out this letter with an old Hindu adage in it that went something like this. For the first 30 years of your life, you make your habits. For the last 30 years of your life, your habits make you. Now we want to work and definitely live beyond 60. But I think the point Steve was making here was that forming good habits, especially early in your life, will really determine the quality of your life. Tim, how do you see habits? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And our everyday choices really have a big effect on our futures. And really what we do every day and what we repeat is who we become in the future. So I'm really excited mm. that we're talking about habits, especially in our finances, because they not only affect the quality of our life and our finances, but also the person who we become. Hmm. So buying that cherry ripe wasn't a good idea, hey, Tim? <laughs> I can't comment <laughs> on that, but, but there's, a, there's a saying, I think it's um, John Maxwell who said it, but the best way to predict the future is to create it. And mm. what I really love about habits or daily decisions or whatever you want to call it is that it gives us the power so that we can take actions to really create the future and what we we can repeat good decisions and that can compound into great success in the future and i guess we all want we all want that in our lives we all everybody i think wants to be successful and this is a great tool that we can use to become just that yeah okay so let's let's talk about this yeah i think we know what bad habits are uh, yeah, living off credit cards could be an example. Uh, mm. Shopping to feel good, probably not a good habit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just spending more than you make in general. That those, I think, are kind of obvious bad habits. Uh, and so, what we want to do today is just focus on some good, practical, maybe some new habits for some of you guys that can actually replace the bad habits. So these are five simple daily habits that can help us grow our money and live a great life. Tim, kick it off. What is number one? Sure. Number one is check your bank account every day. Okay. So mm. obviously not exactly that, but the, it's the feeling behind this. It's, it's making sure we know mm. what's happening with our finances. That's the, the essence of this and creating a habit where you're regularly checking what's happening with your finance. Uh, really helps you know where you're at and it can help mm. stop you from overspending, maybe getting really, really stressed about your finances because you're not really knowing what's going on and avoiding 
checking it is always not helping you know what's happening in your finances. So rather than just assuming and relying on those assumptions, when we begin to check our bank account, know where our finances are at, we get to know what's actually happening, what's happening mm. in reality, not in our make-believe world and our hopes and dreams. <laughs> we think, oh, my bank account is so full. <laughs> but we actually <laughs> say, okay, this is what's happening and this is mm. maybe what I need to do to change that. Yeah, that's a really easy, simple habit. It's sometimes one that we do avoid. And I guess mm. when we're avoiding checking our bank accounts every day, we have to kind of ask, are we actually avoiding our finances? Yeah. Exactly. So Waymaker, um, that's a big part of what we do with members is, especially in the early days, is we help set up a cash flow system that works in a, a banking app. And part of it is not just a spreadsheet, but it's the reason for it is so that you can understand where you're at in the moment. And sometimes it isn't, um, it isn't the most beautiful picture. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, that's why we're talking through it. And then when we manage it every day, we've seen a lot of members begin to improve and understand once they understand where they're at, they begin to make changes themselves and see, okay, this is what I can do. And mm, yeah. now I'm informed, okay, this is why I've been overspending. Wow, I've been spending so much on, on eating out. This is crazy. <laughs> I didn't even realize <laughs> like it seems like a small amount, but it's like, okay, and then we can start to make steps to um, put that finance into areas that they're really passionate about or really excited mm. about. Yeah, it's, it's, about, it's about operating within that reality. Once you have that real picture of your situation, you can start to make those changes and the key is making them daily. It's so much easier to make small incremental changes each day with your daily cash flow than it is to get six or 12 months down the track and find yourself in a, in a world of pain and you're having to make huge decisions, huge changes to get back on track to where you want to be. Yeah, and you know... I've recently got really into Formula One. That's oh, yeah. a new new addiction recently, and um, <laughs> I, I like it because it's it's um, it can be simple, but also it's very complicated in the different setups of the cars, and um, there's a lot of different ways how they choose drivers and get the best performance out of their cars. It's kind of like finances. Simple but complicated. <laughs> oh yes, yes, exactly. Well, simple for me. I don't think it's in, it's simple on their side <laughs> in in F1. But what I what I think is so interesting is that they they really need to know the, the scoreboard they need to know the times that the drivers are putting in what's happening with the car they need to know all the details mm. and then they can make decisions and that's what looking at our finances is really it's we're looking mm. at the reality like you said of the situation and then we can make decisions in real time and if we're not looking at it we don't know the scoreboard and mm. it's kind of like, how do you yeah. know? Okay, and maybe in another sport, in, in football, it's like, okay, do we play more offensively? Do we play more defensively? Uh, we, mm. Do we need to tighten things up now? And mm. I, looking at our bank accounts is how we make those decisions in our finances. I love that. Okay, that's a good, yeah, it's a good habit. I think, so if you've been avoiding your finances, I guess the encouragement is to stop. Stop avoiding the finances. Check in with your bank account on a daily basis so you can stay engaged in your cash flow and, and find ways to improve that cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. There's a saying if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And yeah. I love that. Oh, that really fits in with our finances. Yeah, it's so true. Okay. So check, check in with your bank account every day. Know the scoreboard. Mm. Um, number two is to allocate your money. So allocating mm. money, I mean, it's often sort of something that we might do once and then set and forget. Um, but actually, we, we found in life, nothing really is 100% set and forget. 
things change and so we have to keep adjusting as we go. So allocating money, it's really important. It's about being proactive. It's about, you know, telling our money where to go according to the plan. And allocating means we're actually determining what amount of money can be spent on certain things before we spend it. For example, you know, you might allocate a certain amount of money towards your home loan and you don't spend that money or redraw that money. You might allocate money to being generous or to long-term investments, the things that you value and therefore you want to prioritize and plan those things ahead. You want to allocate money to them. Mm. Now, the big things, they might not change too much, you know, a few tweaks here and there, but what does change more often is our living costs and our lifestyle goals. Things like saving for a holiday or maybe saving towards a car. These things can change seasonally. And it's in these changes we need to reallocate and adjust things. And that's the benefit of having a cash flow system, right? Is we can reallocate and adjust things as we go. And so you can have that conversation with yourself, your advocate or your partner, your spouse, uh, and make those changes. But remember, something has to give. So if you're suddenly saving for a holiday, you might have to halve your dining out or your hobbies for a season to get that money flowing and moving towards that holiday. The whole idea for allocating is that we're telling our money where to go in a proactive way instead of just spending the money and then later on wondering, oh, where did it go? Um, or, oh, I don't have money for bills anymore because I've, I've spent the money somewhere else. So we, we want to avoid that. And one of the keys to this is we can actually leverage automation. So allocation and automation go together really well. So by setting up automatic transfers, automatic direct debits for our goals, for our bills, it just means that we won't forget to allocate the money and we can still check in on things and adjust as we go. I love that. That's a great plan. And I think that word automation, maybe it sounds like it's not a habit, but mm. that's what our brain does when we literally learning something new. Like it's our brain is just organizing and automating. If you, you drive your car without thinking because your brain at one point, it was effort to learn and to implement. And now it's like, it's just automated. And I think it's great that we can do that with our finances and we can use yeah. different applications these days just to make it so easy. So that's a great point. And I like that you don't have to give up everything. You can keep your, your hobbies, but you got to, you maybe have to give up something depending on the season and yeah. look through that. So I think that is mm. great. You got to think through what's the priority. Yeah. 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 Definitely in the cash flow system, we want to gamify certain things, but not other things. So we want to set up bills and automate those things uh, mm. so they get paid on time. But then, you know, for save goals, we want to gamify that and we actually want to have automatic allocations towards money, but also we want to be able to move money around as we're purchasing those goals and or allocating money into different areas of spending because in the process of allocating the money, as you move money across, it really connects you to the money that you're about to spend or the money that you're saving. And your brain, again, like number one, the point number one is we want to operate in reality. We want to feel the pain when we spend money because that's a good thing. And then we, we actually are calculating the costs and our brain is, is going through a process of, of really going, oh, wow, is this how much money I, I want to spend on this thing? Yes, no, maybe not. You know? <laughs> um, and so that's, that's a good thing you know, to, to be operating in reality. And so I guess if we don't have any allocations or automations in our finances at the moment, that's probably a sign that we're just relying on feelings or ad hoc motivation instead of actually having a plan. 
And so our encouragement would be to create a plan, to implement that plan with a cash flow system and actually start introducing allocations and automations to your money. Um, so if you make that a habit, your money will grow a lot, lot faster. I love it. Okay, so on to habit number three. It's pretty simple. We, we just put this as say thank you. Um, mm. So obviously thanks, that's Tim. just... <laughs> oh, thanks, Lucky. <laughs> obviously, it's just the habit of being grateful. And maybe this sounds mm. so simple, but probably we all know it's not always the easiest thing to implement. Mm. But this is a <laughs> habit to choose gratefulness. And mm. it makes us really value what we have in our lives. And I know we talked about this recently about comparison and the antidote to that. Uh, but this is a great keystone habit to implement, just being grateful for what we have. And I think mm. this overflows into so many different areas of life. Mm. Like I know I, when I wake up and I'm grateful, like that puts me in a positive mood. People I talk to, I have a different kind of vibe to me. And mm. the opposite is also true. When I'm not grateful, uh, maybe I wake up and I'm like, oh, I wish I had this, wish I had that. Oh, I go to work and that, you know, mm. my boss feels that vibe. Oh, just a bit upset at the world. And mm. I think being grateful just helps, you know, compound that success as well. It overflows into your marriage, into your, your work relationships because you're kind of bobbing around just thankful about what you mm. have. So I think that's this is just a great habit to develop and probably something we need to be mindful of every day because all of us can slip out of this habit very easily. Yeah, the old saying, the grass is greener where you water it. <laughs> and uh, I do think people also gravitate towards people who have that spirit of gratitude. So something mm. we want to be cultivating every day in our lives. Number four, habit number four is filter the marketing noise. So mm. we get dozens of emails uh, from a day from retailers, uh, airlines. Oh, what else I got in here? I'm just looking through my phone. Phone companies, Amazon. Yeah, the list goes on. So, all, you know, all these different companies, they're all trying to sell us something, get us to upgrade to something. And even if we don't respond to these kind of emails, it's it's noise and it depletes our energy, which we only have a finite amount of energy every single day. And we need that energy to make good decisions. So I guess the habit here is to create filters to protect our focus. Because if we keep getting distracted from our work or our family time or whatever it is by these unimportant marketing messages, <laughs> one thing is for sure, we're going to lose money. And... I say create a filter because I think, you know, an email is one obvious area of this. And so I actually create a filter called promotions. I set rules to move all of my marketing junk into that folder. It skips my inbox altogether. I can check it when I want to check it, but it ain't urgent. Uh, now for you, you might want to set up a label that says something like spend money or distractions or everything else because that's what it is. It's, it's not important. It's a sales pitch. Um, and of course, this applies to more than just emails. We want to create some kind of filters, some kind of space in every area of our life to process all of the noise that's coming in and really make sure that only the priorities is what we're focusing on. Now, that could just be as simple as 
getting off Instagram or shopping apps mm. before we go to bed. So setting up a rule around how we use our phone. Uh, there's lots of different ways we can filter those distractions, uh, especially when it comes to those sales and marketing offers. So if you don't have a filter, someone else is getting all of your time and money. And we don't want that. We want to we wanna add in healthy boundaries, healthy filters in our lives uh, so that we have more time and more money. That, yeah, that's so good. Um, I mean, that's so practical and that's challenging for me. You know, putting a filter before bedtime. I'm going <laughs> <I'm> to <laughs> not look at my phone before bed. Bring it on, Lucky. Good. That's a good one. We all need to do. All right. What's number five, Tim? Okay. Last one. Always, always go over time with you, Lucky. Let's go. Last one is think outside the box. So maybe this is a little bit of a, a different kind of habit, but... Mm. I think this could be really powerful in the, just the mindset of how we view problems, how we view problems mm. that we have coming up in our lives, financial problems in this case, and mm. how we approach those. And thinking outside the box, we can find interesting and creative solutions mm. to problems. And for me, that's ex- exciting. Yeah, I think this is really about getting outside the binary thinking. Like there's always one or two options when actually there could be many, many other options. Yes. So, so what's the kind of question that we'd want to be asking ourselves here, Tim? I guess a good question would be, is there a better way? Mm-hmm. Or is there another way? You know, so if we faced by a decision and it does seem binary, it's like, is mm-hmm. there kind of a left field way? So, for example, yeah. if I need to buy this product and there's, oh, which type, which model? and mm-hmm. um, But all the options are actually outside of your budget. It's like, okay, probably you, sh- you shouldn't be doing this or you can find a better way, a different way. And that, mm. pr- that pressure can often push us to find creative solutions that can save us a lot. Maybe we can borrow it or rent the product or get it secondhand or, you know, something well, like that. Yeah. yeah, I always think about cars. We live in Australia. Australia's huge. Uh, we need cars. <laughs> we need cars, but maybe um, you don't need the SUV or... Or you were saying this earlier, like, lucky we don't need the ute. We know someone who bought a ute just to move house. And um, my Mm. first question was, why don't you just rent a ute? (laughs) (laughs) Instead of of buying a ute that you're going to use one weekend of the year. Well, Uh, this this is where good friends or an advocate or someone that asks, sometimes asks you, sometimes you don't, when you're in the problem, you can't really see. Mm. Yeah. But when you have someone like an advocate who says, oh, why did you do it like that? And you go, oh, um, didn't really think about that. I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. It's so helpful. That's a great question. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think whether it's, you know, changing cars or, or buying a home or going on a holiday, mm. you know, changing your career, starting a business. Yeah. There's so many different things that we encounter. But we hear stories all the time from our members Um about how they're able to think outside the box and just find different and better ways to achieve things. Just getting outside of that, you know, it's either this or that, the binary thinking. Mm. There's, there's always another way. Um, and sometimes that way is, is better than the choices that we have. So salesmen love to make it binary. They love to just go, it's either this or this. Yep. And if you go for a test drive in a car, it's, it's, you'll find that the hard way. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's never that third option to back out or, or you know, do something else. Um, it's either, you know, you buy it this way or you buy it that way. And um, yes. so what we want to do is just get outside the box and really think about things creatively. And yeah, find those creative solutions to problems. 
that's <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's good. Yeah. yeah, marketing is like you know made this into a fine art of making a strategy. Mm. You want the red one or the blue one? Not not you should, probably shouldn't have either. Yeah, but it's like which <laughs> one do you want? That's that's so true. This habit of thinking outside the box kind of connects it all. You know, because mm. if we look at the reality of our situation, we keep in track of our finances. Mm. Um, then we we like okay, actually, this is what I can really spend on this thing and then you have to get creative and you have to find solutions and i think this is such a powerful way to like live life and it's a it's it's fun when you talk about gamify this is really gamifying um how we spend our money hey there you go uh five habits we can adopt and build upon to grow our money every day let's let's recap them so we had check your bank account every day so keep tabs on on things on reality um, number two was allocate your money and also use automation with that. Uh, number three was to say thank you. A nice, simple one just to remember and to practice gratitude every day. Uh, number four was to filter out the marketing noise. And number five was to think outside the box. Ask, is there a better way and find those creative solutions. Yeah, nice work. And if, if you want to if you want to add to this list, um, obviously this is not the definitive list of keystone habits for your <laughs> finance. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments. Maybe we'll make a podcast about that as well. So let us know by yeah. commenting on Instagram or um, Facebook, or you can send us an email. So if you go to at you know at Waymaker Finance or just on Google, and all the links are in the show notes to all of our different profiles. So we would love to. Yeah, love to hear from you. It is very encouraging as well to to hear from mm. people listening to the podcast. So, yeah, thank you. Just the last thing I wanted to mention is if you're struggling, like sticking to a habit or creating a habit, let's always go back. Just the great thing to remember is go back to the why. That really, mm. that's where the motivation all comes from. So, if it's a big habit, maybe you want to pay off your mortgage faster. That's a big deal, and you're going to have less financial freedom in that case for a short season. It's coming back to, okay, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for the long-term thing, mm. you know? And, and coming back to the, the reason why is so, that's where all the motivation comes from. So, mm. yeah, just let's always be thinking back to the why. And I think that gets, that gives us encouragement. It gives us resilience and strength to follow through with those big decisions in our finances. Yeah, definitely. As we're creating these habits and we're going through them each day, you know, we can lose sight of why we're doing what we're doing. So whenever we do feel like when habits aren't sticking, just come back to the motivations and test that motivation. Why am I doing this? And if, if it's not important, drop it. Um, but if it is important, you go, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do want to pay the home off. I, I, want, to, I want to have that paycheck to be mine. I, you know, I, want to, I want that financial freedom that comes with it. Then stick with the habit. And you know, that'll keep encouraging you um, to keep going when the, when the going gets tough. And yeah. That, that resilience, it, it does, it strengthens you and your finances. Okay, well, thanks for listening to Mind Over Money presented by Waymaker, uh, where we're on a mission to help Australians have finances that work. To learn more about that or connect with one of our wealth advocates or mortgage brokers, you can head to waymakerfinance.com.au. And remember, everything we've discussed today is for education purposes only and it is not financial advice. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Lucky. Have a great week. 